Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome to the exclusive True to the Red Sash preview of our new podcast called The Lunchtime Catch-Up. My name's Grant Hill, and with me is a name that you guys will definitely know in Scott McNeese. Hey, everyone. All right, so um, this is a podcast that Scott and I thought we'd put together um, for the True to the Red Sash members, um, just as a bit of a sample of the of the wider podcast that we're hoping to put together, the wider sports-based uh, podcast that we're hoping to put together with a really strong Essendon focus. Um, what we want to do tonight is just uh, have a bit of a chat, run a, run a couple of subjects by each other, and and basically do what we've been doing every lunchtime for the last two straight years. So, number yeah. one question. Yes, for those who don't know us, I thought would just, I thought I'd just give you a little bit of background. We've um, myself and Grant have been actually best friends pretty much since grade four. Uh, I went over to a little primary school called Gordon South Primary School. Gordon South, and um, and we went to the same high school and pretty much somehow ended up in the same job career too. Profession. Yep. <laughs> so we're both in uh, what they call procurement, and we both work in the city. And pretty much every lunch, we get together at twelve. Usually at this at this little Nando's restaurant. Yep, and um, we just talk sports, talk everything, talk basketball, Essendon, talk Essendon, um, talk everything. talk movies, talk everything, politics, yeah. and we just thought it would be fun to put on a podcast, and especially with us being sort of true to the red sash. Uh, myself, obviously, the one creating it, and Grant being a longtime member, we thought, hey, let's do it. Sort of a little exclusive for you guys, um, while we're sort of getting used to the whole podcast realm. Um, so we've got some really exciting guests coming up. Uh, we've probably got Xavier Campbell, we've got Rowan Connolly, maybe a few other board members. I'm, I'm sort of working on a few others. So hopefully it can be a, a really exciting podcast. But we kind of might want to have a bit of variety. If we want to talk films, we will. Um, so we don't want it to be too predictable because that's not really our nature as well. So hopefully it's sort of entertaining. And um, yeah, hopefully you get a, a bit of a kick out of it. But we really wanted to do something for our site that we love. Um, which is true to the red sash. So um, I thought maybe we just go into the Brisbane game and get it out of the, the way. Yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> elephant in the room that is the Brisbane game. Um, all right, so the Brisbane game. Should, should we start off with disappointing, hugely disappointing and frustrating, <laughs> right? Okay. But the question I want to ask is, what does a loss like that mean for the club? Taking it into context, and you've got to take into context the Sydney game beforehand um, and this game now, and then the Port Power game before that. The, the, the good teams are consistent. They're consistently good, and then they play exceptionally. What does it mean for Essendon to lose two last quarters the way we have? Look, it's an interesting comment. Is how do you accept that kind of loss um, and and you're strong on this, aren't you? And there's been a lot of emotion. Um, and, it's, and look, even particular for me, people have seen me on social media. I've been pretty critical of the lack of professionalism. I'm never going to attack uh, an, a player because everyone knows that's sort of not my style. But I really want to now start getting into our club being professional. Um, I know Wusha um, really wanted to drive elite standards and, and I think people who go to the functions and, and meet up with Wusha, he keeps talking about we need elite standards, we need elite standards. Um, so with 27 points up uh, against the bottom team with their captain out, Brisbane have an injury in the first quarter and the guy can't play anymore. So they're one down in rotation. 
Um, and considering the previous week fallout, that's probably the most disappointing loss of the year and maybe for a while. You've told me that you, you thought it, it, it seemed like the Sydney loss didn't sting them enough, didn't hurt the players enough. Well, I was just more questioned, did it? What For me, it, it, the biggest surprise was is how much did that hurt sort of a tri- tribute to our sort of fade out. Um, I just felt like when we were halfway through the last quarter that we would probably kick up a gear and say, okay, this is not going to happen again. And that's the, that's the bit that got me, is that I, you look back at the game and it's not like we were playing GWS, who were that ridiculously talented, that even if you really seriously wanted to stop them, they're going to run over the top of you if they're really on their game. This is Brisbane, who is not a real good side. And we should, we had enough leaders and enough experienced footballers out there to be able to go, hang on a minute, whoa, 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 when they got two in a row, when they got three in a row, whoa, 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 here, and just step up the game and negate to get the win. But we... We started kicking the ball backwards. We started wasting time when we shouldn't. The thing that we, we had done to get 27 points up, we just stopped doing. And that was attacking the goals. They, we, we've got two of the best forwards in the comp. They were, they were 27 points up, and we just stopped doing it. Yeah, we had we had multiple plays where Hooksy and Joey were in the goal square all alone with their opponent, one-on-one. And we just didn't want to kick the ball long to them. We didn't want to sort of trust them. Um, we weren't just concentrating um, look, it's been, it was a disappointing loss. Um, I know there's still the context of the previous six weeks where we played, actually played some really consistent, strong footy. So you do have to put that into some light. Um, but you could tell for the first time this year, that was when the club was really disappointed um, in, in their professionalism. So I felt like as a club... It was probably the first time that uh, the saga was probably uh, a losing um, was probably losing its venom as far as being a subject that fans were moving on to wanting the club be successful on field. There was so definitely a shift. Sixteen weeks. Yeah, 16 I've never seen a reaction after a game so far this year, and I it just I thought it had a bit of a profound moment for the club, maybe in a weird way that we were really wanting to now focus on on field success. And we all know the decade before um, where we were constantly finishing 13th, 12th, 14th, 11th, 12th, 14th. Uh, there were some couple of good years uh, with the Hurdy part uh, where we also got rubbed out of finals. Mm. Um, but in all seriousness, for a while, we just haven't been had that kind of ruthless mentality. And I kind of feel like it hit a chord that game at the end where we remembered probably old Essendon and I think we have a strong desire as fans to, to see that professionalism come out again. And look, off-field, they've been brilliant this year. Like, Essendon's been, had one of the best off-fields I can remember. Um, so the management of the club, I find, has been extraordinary. Been staggering, in my opinion. I, I can't believe Xavier and his team have been able to achieve what they've been able to achieve from signing 99% of the players um, back after everything that's gone wrong to the incredible support from um, driving that incredible support from an extra 5,000 members, getting 40-odd thousand people to Eddie had against the bottom side. It's... Major sponsors. Major, that's the very important the, major sponsors. The Women's League coming in. It's yep. just been a really positive year off-field. And look, the fans have been incredible. So the 41,000 against Brisbane 
is fantastic and you, you probably sensed a little bit of Xavier almost feeling that that even after the Sydney loss we had such a big crowd yeah. so I can I can sort of hear our CEO hooting through that tweet <laughs> during the week but um, look really how they react this week we'll know a lot more about where things stand um, but, so maybe we should go into the, the changes and, and the Collingwood game this before week. we do that I want your opinion on yep. uh, the Xavier quote I'll give you mine, but I want your opinion. Um, uh, should have done it, not should have done it. Look, I personally liked it. Um, I have a feeling that the CEO of, of pretty much any company has the right to do that. The good thing is he didn't call out any names. So to me, it wasn't too specific to the uh, any sort of players or, or leadership group. So I liked it. Um, I'm not quite comfortable with him apologizing for it but i'm actually quite open to seeing none of us know the internal sort of conversations um because it just highlighted for me today uh the news about boyd having um quite bad depression um and obviously there's been cloak and a few others now so i guess i had a bit of a a think today and and probably step back my my frustration on the uh, on sort of Xavier apologising, going, actually, Scott, you don't really know what's going on and and he has information that we would never have. So I probably a little bit pulled back and and went, okay, you know, look, no surprise if the guys like Harvey McKenna and and, and probably Wusha, I think Wusha even said in today's press conference that he um, gave a bit of a spray to the guys. So maybe, is, maybe they don't need repeated sp- sprays so maybe they've got the message leave the coaches well, to the message Xavier Xavier came out in, in after the tweet and said he probably probably shouldn't have done it but I oh, look I'm, I'm my opinion on it is I'm a little worried I from talking to you Scott and the, the sense that you make on the subject I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm a soft okay that he did it I'm a soft yes in that I don't know that he should do it too many more times I think the message he's sent a message and I think like you said it's because on all of the internal documentation and all of the coaches' lips and all of the players' minds would be elite standards because that's that's the thing that Wusha wants to implement. So that was absolutely not elite standards. I can understand if maybe they didn't get their tackles or the amount of their kicking efficiency wasn't down and that didn't meet their elite standards. But I think the point he was trying to make was is that the effort, and there's no, there's no sort of statistic for effort. It's just... The elite kind of standards start with effort, and that the effort wasn't there. So yeah, all right. So that's that. That's that quote. Let's go for um, this week's game. Collingwood, huge game. Sydney was a huge game. Port Adelaide was a huge game. When Brisbane, is- <laughs> we, we, we're all looking forward to Brisbane for a bit of an easy win. When isn't Collingwood a big game? But that turned into a big game. The old enemy. Who do you like winning against more, Collingwood or Hawthorne? Oh, I always like winning more against Hawthorne. Yes, I. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm an 80s child, so I can't help but hate them. Um, everyone knows me that knows I'm Mr. Respectful, but I just can't be for Hawthorne. I can't stand Hawthorne. It's just my one. Yep, it's like it's, it's Hawthorne and Trump. So um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Oh, wow, that says a hell of a lot. <laughs> but with regards to Collingwood, we, uh, we've got the ins and outs of both sides. Now, we'll do the, uh, we'll do the Collingwood ones first. Out, big one, Darcy Moore talented kid who would have got him who gets who gets Darcy Moore would they have put um, 
No, well, um, Hartley, Hartley would have got Mason Cox, just yeah, sheer the, for bigger, height. the bigger unit. Um, yeah. And he'll still get Mason, I would say. Because yeah. um, you don't need to... It actually suits Hartley really well because Cox isn't a body-on-body body or got speed or anything mm. like that, not physical. And Hartley, I, I suspect, sometimes doesn't like over-physicality. Yeah. He likes to punch the ball from behind. Um, he's good so, at that. He's so, very good at it. Um, but Cox is tall, so he's still never easy to beat. Yeah. And he's look, he kicked three goals or three or four last week, and in the VFL game before that, he kicked six. So he's he's in form. I mean, he's so, two hundred and odd, but, a lot of centimeters. But not having Darcy Moore is is a big break. Yeah. Um, it, it frees up Hurley to really control that back line. Now the difficult part is 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 are the, is Collingwood going to be super small outside of Cox? Um, is he Elliots and all those guys? Well, I mean, yeah. the ins the in for Darcy Moore is Ben Reed. I bet you he plays forward. I would wouldn't be surprised if Ben yeah. Reed plays forward. Um, Just for that, and he's and he's a good player. Tall marking option, yeah, absolutely. I have no idea why he got dropped. Yeah, and I, I've I've talked to many Collingwood fans. I've got my sister's a Collingwood supporter. Yeah. So um, and they were a bit sort of dumbfounded. Something behind the scenes there, me yeah, thinks. Little it, something. But so I've never really Ben known. Reed in the other the other outs we've got are um, some some half decent names, but not not ones that are really gonna set the world on fire. Um, in Tom Phillips and uh, Jackson Ramsey. Yeah, nothing. No, <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm not real. I'm not real worried about those guys. Look, Tra- out. Travis Varco. Look, of all the names, Travis Varco is a really big plus. We've, for we've got a Travis Varco in. We've got Ben Reed in, Travis Varco in, and Josh Smith. Travis Josh Smith. Varco gives him some leadership. So and Varco, they, Varco's good. He's, he's a good he's role just player. Good. Yeah, good midfielder. Josh Smith, I, I know, is the uh, was the um, the best young player at Collingwood. He won that award last year at Collingwood. So he's an up and coming kid, but. Again, I don't know that it's a hundred anything we particularly need to be worried about. So I think they've named a fairly quick side, um, so it'll be interesting. It'll, yeah. be, a, it'll be a quite fast-paced pressure game. I think. I, I think there'll be a lot of there'll be really a lot of heat in the first ten minutes of this game because you've got Buckley oh, having a, a big week. He's off. real close. <laughs> so he's, he's really he close to this. being full pressure. And I, I must admit, um, to probably to the surprise of True the Rest Fresh and I'm um, I'm actually a bit of a Buckley fan. So. I am kind off of field. Yeah. When I hear him speak, I think he's one of the. That's great, but I. Yeah. But I, he hasn't got the respect of the players. I don't reckon. No. Well, they 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 they're still their structures. Are, yeah, they're not are, good. Are terrible. They're so, not good, um, so. so as much as I like him, I like him off field. I think he's one of the great talkers of the game, and I think yeah, he yeah, thinks I, really I agree. well. So I'm always surprised. I've seen him interviewed, him, like on but, the on yeah. the footy shows and that sort of stuff. I see him interviews. He's an articulate guy who I think has a kind of. Uh, he 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 knows the message. He knows the plan. He wants to implement at Collingwood. I just don't think it's being implemented. No, and I, I think that the players they've gone out and bought haven't worked. Obviously, no. Well, they're they're recruiting. Um, is really to it's me bad. is, is Jesse so Smith, Mundy, Varco's been barely serviceable. Daniel Wells, okay, but eh. yeah. Spend all your time and effort going getting another Trelaw or go and get another uh, Taylor Adams or somebody like that who's a good, talented kid and grow them. It's, it's what Essendon's doing. Yeah. We've got a whole heap of kids. We've picked up two veterans that are serviceable. That's great. But we've got um, more merit, uh, not more, uh, uh, parish merit, all those guys and girls coming through. So um, they're the ins and outs. I'm uh, your pick. I'm picking the Dons just. So who's in? How in and out? Oh, well, there you go. Let's go with <laughs> Let's those Let's talk guys. about the real team. The real team. My apologies. Um, well, controversially, now I'm going to let Scott rip on this one <laughs> because um, 
I'm going to let Scotty rip on this one because Out is a young gun in uh, Langford and in comes David Myers. Scotty? Yeah. I don't know if I want to be totally honest here. <laughs> Look, okay. that's... Just don't swear. I, I find after last week's result that a surprising team picked... And I'll just say that for now. Look, it's not that Myers coming in because he had 35 possessions and was okay in the VFL. It's just a person who's coming out. And you have to have a feeling that some of these kids that of the higher picks, sort of the top 20 picks, we've got to start playing them consistently. Um, so I'm just not sure if it does his confidence any good. That's what I'm worried about. The confidence side. Um, the How many games has he been in the side since he got all those thirty plus touchdowns? He must have been omitted at least three or four times. No, this but year. Many, the 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 time he went back, the most recent time he went back to the VFL, he got he played like three or four games in the VFL, got thirty touches in every one of them, got BOG in a couple of them, which brought him in. What what round was that? Did he play Port Adelaide? He no, um, he's played the last two games. So yeah. really, he came in for the Sydney game. Yeah, so he came in for the Sydney game. Was okay. See, two okay, games. yeah. And look, in all honesty, he has been sort of between the fifty and twenty possession mark. But look, he had seven tackles last week. He had nineteen possessions. You know, when you look at a guy like Collier, who had thirteen possessions, you just wonder. And you look, I looked at Green, and Green's been actually been a great addition, but. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but in the last quarter, he was really struggling to run across the ground. Um, One thing, I was watching him closely in that last quarter, and he was actually, fitness-wise, struggling. And I I honestly honestly thought he would be the out this week. In all honesty, I thought the out might be Green and Begley coming in. Yeah, I mean, he he could do with a rest, um, Green. So, um, yeah. So, look, it was a little bit of surprise that a a kid goes out. I know there'll probably be a lot of other fans who probably wanted multiple changes. Um, I don't mind sometimes a coach when the club's under the pump to actually tell these players he believes in them. So I'm not too concerned that it's not multiple changes, but they want to back it up. But they really want to start showing the faith that the coach has in them. You're right. I agree. I, I don't. I don't agree with Langford coming out and Myers going in. I like Myers in the side. Brilliant player. Hard, tall, good left foot, but. Collier, or yeah, it's, or it's not so much like the Myers in; it's the person going out. Exactly right. Um, I, I want to see Langford. I want to see him grow, and he is growing. He's like, and like that that thing you were telling me about. They're playing Langford in the in the VFL, where he's getting thirty touches a game. He's getting that confidence. Where if you try and make him learn in the in the ones, he might only get those fifteen twenty touches, and his his game might grow slower. But I think. Now that he's proven that he's a 30-touch player in the VFL regularly, you've got to give him the opportunity of five, six, seven games in a row, eight games in a row, like they did with Darcy Parrish. They put him in and they left him there. Now, Darcy, when he plays through the midfield, is a 20-plus midfielder. Mm. And it's a bit like Connor McKenna. Connor McKenna, the same thing. They've played Connor regularly and consistently, and it's starting to show. So that's a a question. If we can get any of the guys and girls from, uh, from the Bomberland... Um, on this podcast, it's a question I'd love to ask him. Is there? They don't have to tell us the secrets, but it's a question we'd ask him: is 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 this sort of thing part of the uh, um, part of the overall um, management plan of Langford? Like, is he 
are we aware that we're taking a young kid out and putting him mm. in and putting him out and putting him in? And they just say something like, "Yep, we're, we're aware of what we're doing, and, and it's it's uh, it, it's something that we we're we're working with with Kyle on, and and you know we know what we're doing." Because from a fan's point of view, it just looks a bit worrying. Yeah, the the key to this week would be player management to explain exactly what's going on, to tell him that we want to play you in the middle again um, in the VFL. Play, play it in some ways amongst your peers. Yeah. Um, get the ball 30 times. Just making sure you're constantly learning and developing. That would be he, probably 20? their reasoning if we asked. But he's, yeah, he's still a young kid. And that's the thing, he's a young kid. I mean, he's at 20. We gotta, we've got to always take that into account as supporters, I think. Especially that, a guy that size. Yeah, and, and, and think about it. What were you doing when you were 20? Yeah. What well, were it's you a, doing? It's exactly the same thing with Francis. Um I, there's I, another 20 minutes we could uh, have there's this another conversation 20 minutes. on. But like, it's the same thing. When you have those guys that have that big frame, big midfield or big bulky frame, they just take so long to get fit. But, um, but let's talk about our predictions. So I'm going to go Essendon by eight points. I actually think this is going to be a Collingwood as just as proud as club as Essendon are and you've got a coach under fire. Yep. And... I think this will be a very, very tight game. Um, I like, I just like us with with more out. I just feel like Reed's forced to go to the forward line, and we could maybe stretch them in our forward line then because they're going to be fairly small. They're small in their forward, in their back line. Yeah, it, and if we start starring in the, the forward thing. line, Reed's going to have to go yeah. back, and then we're actually controlling their, yeah, their from the back line. So, look, it, our midfield has to be right on. So, no, mm. it can't be... Because they've got the mids. Yeah. Trelaws, Adams and... Their midfield's and, fantastic. Yeah, right? absolutely. So I'm really surprised, actually, they, they're not putting Scherenberg in the side. But yeah. but um, that's another one for Buckley to <laughs> explain to his fans. Yeah, exactly right. But um, they've got a good midfield, no doubt about it. Penbury's obviously a gun. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to have to be really on target. Um, look, Anzac Day gives me a bit of confidence. We're yeah. really, really good then. Um, good conditions, too. No, no, no rain, no yep. conditions. And we play the, the G really well. Did we like, any, what the weather predictions? Do we know? <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to check that quickly on our phones, but we're not going to do that right now. No. Um, on, a, on a clear day, we beat them. All right? On a clear day, yeah. I think, um, the more I think about this subject, this is the most important game Essendon's played this year because it's the old enemy. It's Collingwood, right? Collingwood are going to come out fired up. And like you said earlier, to me off, off the podcast, the 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes of that game is going to be frenetic. Collingwood are going to come out like a house on fire because they have to and because of Buckley's on the line. Essendon's going to have to come out and match that. Now, we've been brilliant in the first quarter of this of all of the games this year. We've come out on fire. We're going to come out on fire like we normally do, even with more motivation. Collingwood are going to come out with incredible motivation. This is going to be a blockbuster and the Dons by a solitary goal. And I'll make my prediction that Dyson Heppel will be BOG. Good call. I, I just Good the, call. I think after last week, um, and he didn't play a bad game. No. It was just, we probably... We expect more. We, expect we expected more from probably guys. more when the game was on the line. That's and, right. And he picked up most of his stats in the first two or three quarters. Yep. And went a bit quiet at the end. And I think internally, he's a pretty proud person. Mm. Um, and I just got this friendly feeling, you're going to see a BOG captain performance. Brendan Goddard, my BOG. Brendan Goddard? Yeah, I reckon uh, I reckon Goddard is going to play a pivotal role across halfback in front of 
the likes of Mason Cox and Ben Reed when he's down there. I reckon the 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 to break up the flow of traffic from the the centre circle through that section of towards half forward, that's where Brendan's going to get a lot of kicks. I reckon. So well, if I'm the coach, I have an unusual tactic. I don't. I actually put in a tag this week, but I don't tag a midfielder. I tag Jamie Elliott. I t- oh yeah, yeah, he's he's absolutely to me. Angry. With with um, Darcy Moore out, you've got to stop him because he he's a very very talented footballer. He is, yeah, I agree. Plays well above his, yeah. you know, well above his height. Bigley, um, so <laughs> Bigley, or do we do we? Uh, well, we he's not Begley? playing. So Bigley's not playing. No, no. I didn't know that. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's probably something I should have been aware of, uh, listeners. As a fan, um, yes, yeah, as a fan. Um, McGrath, McGrath, possibly. McGrath's not too bad aerially, so yeah. possibly, but it may be they may start with Bagley, a bit of an old. That's who I meant to say. Did I say Begley? You said Begley. I said Begley. I meant Bagley. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I meant Bagley. That's what I said. The first person that comes to mind when you think of a, of a small defender is uh, Bagley. I said Begley because I'm a huge fan of him, uh, but I meant Bagley. You put Bagley on him to start. Yeah, and then maybe switch out. See how it goes. Yeah, and switch out and put uh, McGrath on him, maybe or if Begley's doing well. But yep. yeah, you don't want to let Jamie Elliott get a run at a pack. You really don't. That's, no. That can hurt you because Begley, I don't know that he's, he's particularly good at getting that far off the ground. <laughs> no, no, I don't no, no. no. Well, well, ladies and gents, that's uh, I think that's twenty six minutes. So. Um, what does everybody think? Well, we first thought we were just going to do a 15-minute sampler podcast, but <laughs> as normal, we waffled on too long. And this is the thing. Between Scott and I, we sit down at lunch, and it's it's been for 30-odd years now an, an effortless conversation between me and Scott. So, um, And just so everyone knows, you know, like, like we said, we... We love talking about so many different topics, so I'm sure there's going to be surprise little odd, odd little genders oh, here and there. Star Wars. You know when Last Jedi comes out, we're going to talk. A, we're going to have a Star oh, Wars theme. A Star Wars themed <laughs> episode. There'll be the but, latest. What is? What's the latest thing that Trump's done? Um, just <laughs> random subjects, uh, mostly sport, but random subjects with a really uh, focused Essendon flavour. So, yeah, and uh, don't forget, a lot of people know this. I love the NBA, so. There'll be a touch of Ben Simmons. There'll be a touch of my Sixers, um, and there'll be a touch of my Toronto. <laughs> Easy, so the, the 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 my, Canadian Rallos. So yeah, my McGrath tribute. So, yes, uh, nice. So yeah, we talk about everything, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, thanks for listening today. Um, we hope you can uh, listen again. Obviously, the next one we do is probably going to be a much more professional podcast. We we've got some uh, equipment ordered coming in, um, so we can sort of do some guests online. Um, and obviously we've got some exciting guests to come. So, But we bought a nice flashy new microphone and we thought we'll just give it a test and give you guys a little bit of something and we noticed that the teams came out and we said, why not, let's do a, yeah. a quick podcast. So from here on, it gets a little bit more professional, technical, And um, but let's uh, wrap it up and thank you guys for listening. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you.